Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. Well, here we're back for another episode of the Gonzo Chronicles to talk about the Asshole of the Week Award went to Will Smith. It's only Wednesday, Elizabeth Cooper. Thanks for joining us. And it being Wednesday, the fact that we can name the A-hole of the week on a Monday, I mean, I think that, wow, that's got to be some sort of record. Give us your thoughts on the whole Will Smith slapper around the world. Oh, my gosh. Where do I even begin Yeah, that is a perfect award for him. You know, I think the most prevalent thought that I've had is how selfish can you be and how hypocritical can you be? And here's my thought behind that. Selfish? Okay. So Will Smith was cast in the uh, Serena and Venus Williams movie, right? Yeah. And that was called, what is the name of it? I'm drawing a blank. Um, King Richard? Yeah. Okay, so he was cast in King Richard as a lead. That is huge. Obviously, we see A-list actors again and again and again in these films because it's a good business plan, right? They're doing something in their marketing of them as an actor and actress, and people are watching them. So, of course, the production's going to want to put butts in seats. So that's part of it. The other part of it is just the grace of God of being able to be the right fit and the right timing and the right delivery so much goes into picking your actor may it be a list or not he was there representing them he was there representing the brand behind the production company his own brand and the williams family yeah and then hypocritical we have all this, we got to wear a mask and six feet apart and, you know, keep your distance and make sure you're tested 50,000 times on top of your vaccine to make sure you don't have COVID for even entrance into this thing. And he breaks all of it by walking up to another man and touching him. What are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. What, you know, one of the things that, you know, is that we've had a couple of days to let this soak in and, and you know, think about it. One of the things that I think was, I don't know if he's going to recover from this per se, because think about all the people that evening living their dream. They, they wanted to be at the Oscars, all these hardworking actors, actresses, producers, directors. I mean, people behind the scenes that put so much work into it. not just King Richard, every movie that was out there to be represented that night. And all the people that got to go up on stage and live a dream. 
and accept an award or be nominated, like living a dream, like I am nominated. And, you know, this is our night to kind of, you know, pat ourselves on the back for whatever people think about award shows in Hollywood, you know, whatever. But there's a lot of people who put a lot of work and effort and chasing a dream to get there and get to that moment. And no one is talking about any of them or any of the other movies, uh, really good, great movies that may have won awards because this guy, you know, usually when you watch the Oscars, what do you see? A nipple slip on the on the carpet. But no, this year we got to see Will Smith show his ass. Yeah, and yeah. that was exactly what I started thinking yesterday. I'm like, yeah, all those people that put all that work in for nothing. Um, you know, they got no recognition because of this guy. Well, absolutely. So I have a friend of mine, my acting coach, Andy McPhee out in Los Angeles, his son, Cody Smith McPhee, he was nominated as um, best supporting actor in the power of the dog. And, you know, he's a young guy. He was wearing a powder blue tux head to toe with these powder blue shoes. He looked really sharp and style. And it actually reminded me of the 90s when those, you know, the monochromatic suits, the yeah. like magenta tuxes. I think my like junior uh, high school prom, my date went in like a teal tux or something. Um, and it reminded me of that. And it's a big night. And I've been watching my coach promote his son and be so proud of his son and just talking about Oscars, Oscars, Oscars for weeks, right? So much planning and excitement goes into this. And, you know, unfortunately he didn't win the Oscar, but still he's Oscar nominated. That does so much for his career. Yeah. And it's, it is, it's stealing, snatching away those moments for something that doesn't even make sense. Can we talk about how it doesn't make sense? He was sitting there laughing at the joke and then I guess got a side eye from his wife and decided to haul off and go punch the guy. And the joke was so benign. How many jokes have been made about bald men? It's the same thing. So you're losing your hair. Big deal, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're talking about somebody that lost it because of cancer. Okay. Correct. And what's it called? Alopecia. And I hear people talk, calling it a disease. It's not a disease. It's like a condition. Right? It's so it's kind of looking some of this stuff up and you know i'll toss this out here you know since it's a gonzo show there is a new conspiracy going around about why this might have been staged as some people think it. i don't think it was because nobody had anything to gain from this but a lot to lose um but here's here's what a, um the latest conspiracy theory now we all know because of covid these pharmaceutical companies and, and you know, doctors on tv have lost so much credibility over time because now what are we on our 15th booster okay we now you're just trying to make money you know we we understand how this game works well one of the big sponsors of the of the award show was pfizer pfizer apparently has a drug in the pipeline this is what i read so i don't i mean go look it up don't take my word for it but um pfizer apparently has a drug in the pipeline that is coming out soon and guess what it deals with alopecia i don't know Really? Yes. So how else are you going to get everybody to know what in the world alopecia is? Unless there's a great big incident that brings it to everybody's attention for an entire week. And then boom, Pfizer comes out with the drug to help alopecia. Wow. You know, I think in my word, world, alopecia has been, you know, pretty mainstream for a while. 
And from what I understand, you know, yes, you can have autoimmune diseases that causes it. Um, that is, is pretty well known, right? Especially with the arthritis in the lupus community, it, you know, post- Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, lupus can cause a rash and then the rash can act like, um, like a cut. So it has to heal and scab over and everything. And then the hair, the clumps of the hair can fall out and never regrow. So you, you can have it with that. You have hair loss after you have a baby. So it's like temporary alopecia. I had that, you know, you lose more and more hair when your hormones adjust after you give birth. And by the time I had my fifth one, <laughs> I actually did walk around with a scarf around my head for a little while because it looked like I was going through chemotherapy. You have chemotherapy, you lose your hair. There's so many reasons, rhymes and reasons for why you could lose your hair. Men have a hormonal adjustment in their body. They lose their, so I, I just see this as being so mainstream. I think as far as like the conspiracy theories out there that it could be staged, if I'm to think about it, Will Smith had everything to lose. Chris Rock really didn't have a ton to gain. The Oscars are flagging. If the Oscars happened to be behind it, it would be the most horrible thing ever. I think it would almost go untelevised for quite a while before it was ever televised again. Yeah, one of the reasons I think this couldn't, couldn't be staged is because there's a whole lot to lose if it was. Now, I know they don't really make a lot of money about the television part. It's about all the buzz on the internet and the follow-up, follow-through of people watching movies and, and whatnot. And just the fact that they're mentioned, the clickbait, there's money there, right? So um, if something like that was staged, one, that was the biggest sissy slap I think I've ever seen. That guy played Ollie. Okay, that was my first thought. Like, come on, man. <laughs> if you're, if you're going to show your ass to the whole world, just deliver a haymaker you know, for whatever reason. But the, the second thing was, if that was staged and then Chris Rock said he was not going to press charges, which kudos for him. He was a real trooper going through this. Like he just shook it off and walked. He was, he was the professional. So good for him. But if that was actually staged, you talk about making that Jesse Smollett case look ridiculous. This would be enormous. And, um, and if you, if you have them, you know, investigate what a hoax. I mean, one, it's embarrassing if it turned out to be a hoax. Two, if you get the police involved and they're investigating and it's a hoax, your ass is going to jail. Oh, you know, absolutely. So, yeah. So I was reading an interesting article where the Academy is doing an investigation. And it's really, really interesting uh, to read. You know, of course, we're reading everything on news outlets at the moment. Um, but the Academy did put out a statement that they are doing a full investigation. Full investigation includes toxicology. Yeah, it, it includes getting a urinalysis and possibly a blood test from Will Smith the next day. Now, whether they did that or not, I don't know. So it's a ton to lose. And you talk about, as you just mentioned, if Chris Rock was to press charges, that would be a potential career killer if he did and he knows it. So he's kind of backed into the corner to where it's almost no harm, no foul as far as injuries, because he was slapped really hard. It didn't knock him out. It didn't knock him down. He has no other injuries. Um, he could claim a concussion or something like that. And he really could claim it. He hasn't said much. Um, I think things are still yet to come from his camp. Yeah. But you know, just the fact that he, 
yeah, I didn't watch the Oscars, but I went back and I started watching some video. I'll say he, the fact that he held it together and just went forward looked like a real champ. I don't understand why the joke was so. I guess I mean it was but a but a very funny joke. I'll be honest, I, I was like, yeah, it's kind of a little tasteless, but you know, you're a comedian. But you know, the fact that uh, she was mentioned in GI Jane too, I'd be like, well, heck yeah, man, put me in that movie. All right, so if they ever, I mean, you talk about teeing up a sequel all of a sudden. Well, yeah, there you go. Um, exactly. Watch it. Watch it come to fruition. Yeah. Give it a year or two and watch it come around. And it's gonna be, oh, you go, girl. And it's like, no, there, there is no you go, girl, with this woman in my book. There just isn't. She's, she's got a very torrid past. She has been um, emasculating her husband for the past two years of all of a sudden, you know, in my opinion, if you have an open relationship, you have an open relationship. Going out there, being a public figure, your husband's a huge celebrity, you're kind of a B-list celebrity, and you you go out there and start talking about in detail the trashy side of your open relationship and how, well, you actually did have an affair on your husband and then that created an open, it's like, number one, who cares? And number two, how emasculating, how disrespectful is that? Even if you are in an open re- relationship, the the proper word in that is relationship. The operative word there is relationship, which comes with respect and trust. So I think really the light is going to be shown towards Will in a forgiving matter of this man is battered. And I have a feeling things are going to turn in a really ugly way towards her. Yeah, and the fact that uh, she she's went on a show and talked about it, like I said, um, I, what's the, what was the guy's name? August. You had a really funny yeah. quip the other day. You mentioned. <laughs> I did, I, you know, and that's again. I am not touring currently. I've toured with a comedy group. I've done stand up. I've done sketch comedy. I've written comedy and had it approved and put into sitcoms you know, that's part of my background. So to speak in the comedy sect of it, yeah, sure. You know, I didn't watch the Oscars either because I'm sick and tired of watching a show where we see people that we respect on screen and they want to make their political angles well known. I'm not a fan of that. I believe in freedom of speech. They have their freedom of speech to exercise it however they would like but it's kind of gaggy to me to listen to political angles mixed in with a really shining moment in their career because for an actor and let me you know go on to the soapbox of the actor side for just a minute to to be an actor nominated for an oscar your earning power is doubled to earn an oscar and win the oscar it's quadrupled so it is huge within you as a business for what that means. The pomp and circumstance, it's kind of like a wedding. You have pomp and circumstance and all the craziness and chaos of bringing the family together, have to have the rehearsal dinner and we have to meet with the priest or the pastor, whoever's marrying you, and then find the venue and taste the cake. And it's it doesn't have anything to do with the end of the day with the marriage. So the pomp and circumstance and the red carpet and all the dresses of the Oscar doesn't have anything to do with what it means to an actor on the business side. Now, going over to the comedy side of it, yeah, as we were talking about the joke, it, it was a really mild joke. 
like, I don't, I don't get how you could just flip off of, you know, just like I said, how many jokes are there about bald guys? <laughs> yeah. And he's going to be so thin skinned about a joke that he slaps a man half his size, but yet I don't see him slapping that guy August. Or I don't see him slapping any other guy that slept with his wife in their open marriage. You know, right. I mean, that don't offend him, but that does. Um, this didn't jive, you know, just, just to make sense. So that's if I'm wondering if they'll find something in like he was a little, little drunk, maybe a little some, something in his system that uh, loosened him up. Made him, because he seems like a well put together guy. You know, he, he doesn't he doesn't go out, and do things publicly to draw that kind of negative attention to do that at the Oscars. You know, maybe there was a, something else going on we don't see. But, you know, I think it's a wonderful lesson in it takes years and sweat and tears and failure and success to build your reputation. A like on screen, constantly followed by the paparazzi reputation. Before that moment, <clears throat> he was pretty he was pretty squeaky clean. I mean, his wife was sort of dragging him through the mud a little bit, but it was forgivable. It was quiet enough. You know, he's never, there's, there just hasn't been that much out there for mainstream people that enjoy Will Smith to say, oh, wow, that guy's kind of, oh, he's a little seedy. There's been nothing. And so he's built that from starting from the fresh parent prince and his music and you know um, oh yeah i remember oh. listening to dj jazzy jeff and the fresh prince when i was a kid yeah, yeah i got that oh. they got that, that cassette you know but it was fun. And it, yeah. it takes one moment of a major screw up and all that's gone and everybody's talking yeah. about what an ass he is and everybody's talking about how you know he's a loose cannon and he's out of control and oh. and we've had so much effort and so much thought into our um, black community members, our neighbors, you know, who are struggling with black on black crime. And who's bringing up that point? Because I'm happy to bring up that point of saying, man, there's so much to think about here. You can't just walk up to somebody and assault them and you're on live international TV. Yeah, <laughs> now um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had written an article, uh, which, the, the fact that Kareem, of all people, I mean, Kareem is, a, again, you know, he, he's been, I don't, I don't want to say a controversial figure, but he's been, he's been a very vocal figure and, and kind of a, a steward, I guess is a, is a good word. I mean, he's never been anything shady, seedy. He's been, you know, kind of a, just a, a very mature voice in the room for a lot of things. So when he speaks about something or writes about something, I'm like, oh, wow, Kareem said something. Let's go. I was going to see what Kareem had to say. And he was speaking to your point uh, in his article about, about that. He was. A lot of them, you know, again, contradictory points. So right after Will slapped Chris, he then received his Oscar. And everybody gave him what looked like everybody in the crowd gave him a standing ovation. Yeah, And then they interviewed people and you have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you have Jim Carrey, you have uh, Joe Rogan just put out a statement. You have all these people talking about this and putting out statements, putting out thoughts and opinions, and they're against what he had done. You know, even immediately on the red carpet, there was only one 
female comedian that came out and she's like, oh, I wish my man would, you know, he would defend me like that. She had that one thing to say. And then everybody else on the red carpet after the Oscars was like, well, you know, maybe it was a bad joke. I don't know. I, I think it was really out of turn for Will to do that. And some of them were all the way to the point of saying, yeah, it was selfish. It should not have happened. That was disgraceful. Um, I have, actually, I have a post from a friend of mine, Massimiliano Churchy, and he is, he has a production company. He does a lot of films. He has a friend of mine, Tara Reed, is in a bunch of his films. He put out a statement on March 28th, and I'd love to read it because I think it says so much. This is kind of a snapshot of what I'm finding that most of the producers and the production houses out there are thinking. Um, it says, why Will Smith slapped Chris Rock instead of punching him? Hmm. Because paper beats rock. Jokes aside, comedians should not be censored. It's called roasting. All Will was doing was trying to show Jada how tough a man is because she's emasculated him several times in publications and on national TV. He wouldn't have walked on stage and slapped the rock had or slapped Chris Rock. Let's be more specific. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. And slapped The Rock. Sorry, <laughs> confusing. You got Chris Rock and now you've got The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. So he wouldn't have slapped Dwayne Johnson had he made the same comment. This point has been made again and again, Cyrus, of if it was a bigger man, he wouldn't have done it. He goes on to say, unfortunately, after Jada puts herself out there with her red table talks with what Chris Rock said was not only mild, but it was pale in comparison. Will's response was disproportionately over the top. He then tried to rationalize it during his speech, inexcusably poor judgment from someone who has been uh, tested during the entire pandemic. Chris Rock did not come for Jada. Will's outrage came after his laughter. Miss me with defense of my wife, when Will's energy changed after Jada sneered. Will Smith's actions were classless, tasteless, and offensive and embarrassing. Will Smith took the Academy Award to an all-time low. Smith ruined the night for all the nominees and honorees. Since I've been watching the awards, since I've seen Johnny Carson, Billy Crystal, Bob Hope, Wanda Sykes, and others make joke, jokes about attendees, if Smith had an issue, he should have addressed it in a private setting. As far as I'm concerned, charges should be filed against Smith for assault. He should also be reprimanded by the Academy, says Massimiliano Churchy. Um, you know, I think that's dead on. It is. It is. And on top of that, I think uh, Will Smith should have been escorted out. Yes. Right at that moment. Um, because that kind of crap cannot be condoned. And then it sets, like you said, a bad tone and a precedence. And then on top of what, uh, and for those of you who haven't read the uh, the op-ed that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote, go Google it. It is it is um, very telling and very, um, yeah. I, I think everybody probably should read that that article that he wrote. Uh, it was very wise and very. You you see experience in years coming out where he's just kind of like they acted like children, and he sounds like the parent. You know, and I thought, I thought that was really good. Um, you know, another thing is, you know, the female comedian who said, yeah, I wish my man would take it for me like that. 
Does she give permission to any of her audience members to come up and smack her if she says something that offends them? Well, exactly. And that's the other point that is being hashed over in the media right now is, you know, what are we going to do for stand-up comedians? Because she is a stand-up comedian as well as an on-screen comedic actress is, you know, it kind of puts comedians in, in a weird spot. And I, you know, I missed the point talking about being within a, a comedy uh, genre, um, how, you know, you were mentioning the joke that I had made was immediately the next morning since I didn't watch the Oscars and all this stuff exploded and I see Will Smith smack him. It only takes two seconds of turning on the TV and I knew right where it was. Even now, it's still like the top news um, everywhere on every channel. And I'm standing there, I'm like, why are you so mad, Will? It's not even August because of all the August jokes because that was the first person that Jada decided to come out and say, yeah, he was a younger man. And it's like her pool boy or something, you know, typical, typical stuff, typical story. We've heard a hundred times before, but the boy's name was August. I call him a boy because he was like in his twenties and she's like 50 or something when they hooked up. So that was my joke. Now, did I post it? No. Did I tweet that? No. Oh, I wish you would have. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of a catch 22 because the Wokios they're standing there and they're ready to crucify you over any simple joke. And it's like, listen, you're not going to cancel comedy. And to that point of you're not going to cancel comedy, Adam Sandler, David Spade, um, they shared public love and support for Chris Rock post Oscars. And this is on louderwithcrowder.com. It came out March 29th, 2022. And, you know, it's talking about how, of course, they support them. And yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, they're talking like, well, do we need to have barricades around stand up comedians? Do we need to put them in a box? Like, yeah. what has society come to? Yeah, this this woke um, cancel culture is it is it is coming to a hard end. I mean, you can see it coming a mile away. Thanks to guys like Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan and Bill Burr. It took comedians to remind people everywhere of how vital freedom of speech actually is. I don't believe in censorship. Like you could come on here and drop F-bombs. That's on you. I'm, I'm not going to censor anybody for what they say. Um, because, you know, we all have a right to freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is there to protect unpopular speech, folks. We're not the herd. We're not, you know, the, the blind masses following. But, you know, it's there to protect unpopular speech. And, you know, people who deserve freedom of speech more than anything else right now are comedians. Because they're, they're the ones who are telling truth to power and slowly waking people up, these woke people, to laughing about it and hopefully right. laughing at themselves and moving on in life. Um, yeah, so I, I really thought the Smith should have been escorted out right there. The One of the hypocritical things was the next morning the Oscars put out a statement that they don't condone violence in any way, shape, or form, You know, one of those standard things. Now, the first thing I thought was, Oh, okay. Um, when are we going to strip Harvey Weinstein of all of his Oscars? You know? Right, exactly. And I'm looking at that statement that they put out. Um, it was once they had, as far as what I have, the link is, is um, I'm trying to find a date. So it was released March 28th um, at 12.29 p.m. 2022. And this is Will Smith's Oscar slap condemned by the film academy investigation launch so this is when they decided to 
launched their investigation. They're quoted here. The Academy condemns the actions of Mr. Smith at last night's show, the organization said. We have officially started a formal review around the incident and will explore further action and consequences in accordance with our bylaws, standard of contact in California law. So I'd love to look at their bylaws because I agree with you. Number one, why wasn't he escorted out? And number two, you you know, all these slugs that are in the academy, it's like, it's just not looking good. Yeah. What about all the celebrities that are sending out the crowd that jumped on that plane with Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein and went down to pedophile Island, knowing that he was trafficking. This guy was arrested years ago for trafficking underage people. They knew he did this and they still travel. They, they were on his flight log like a dozen times. What about those people? Are they going to lose their Oscars? Um, you yeah, know, they don't know violence, right? So the, you're, you're hanging out with a known child trafficker. Okay. Those people are protected because of, of the money. There's so much money. You know, when you can just be a ghost in life that you have no ties and you make sure you keep no ties, you have your own Learjet and you can be gone in two seconds. I, I don't know. I, I think that's a whole nother show about the, the trafficking and stuff like that. But, you know, here, here's an idea. I'm curious. What do you think about this? With all of the film industry sort of, you know, moving out of California because it's just not business friendly. Let's just put it that way. Um, you know, when you have gas at $8 a gallon or right thereabouts, how can you function in life? It's just so expensive, even for the wealthy now. And you have so much of that industry moving to Tennessee and Georgia. Do you think that maybe there would be a whole nother academy that could blossom? I don't see why not, but it's very possible. Um, I think when things like this, when, when organizations make themselves known as either tone deaf or corrupt, or they just fall out of public favor, it's a good thing that we have the, you know, the freedoms to create these other academies. If somebody wants to come along and create another award show for movies specifically, that might be a little bit more fan friendly to get people involved um, and still make it somewhat prestigious. Because here in America, we don't have our royal family. We have Hollywood. We have, Hollywood. We have our music. We have our entertainment and these award shows. And when I was a kid, one of the things I loved was the MTV Video Music Awards growing up. Now, now they don't show videos, but they still have the VMAs, which is, freaks me out. Like, really, what video? <laughs> Who wins a video award? You haven't shown one in like six years. But I don't see why not. Political parties over the course of history have fallen out of favor and been replaced. And there's no reason why this, this shouldn't. As a matter of fact, I would go so far to say not only have something replace the Oscars, but let's have something that's more fan-friendly replace the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, I think it's time for all these organizations to wake up and realize it's time to clean up. You know, we have gotten to the point and this is coming from someone who I love boudoir for photography. I, you know, have been in rated R films. I've never done anything beyond that. I don't have an OnlyFans, nothing like that. So I believe in the expression of sexuality and being comfortable in your own body and things like that. However, there's a place and a time. There is a place and a time. If you still want to hold on to 
class and grace. And I think these things need to be cleaned up. You know, they have to be intolerant of what happened to the degree at which you said, you know, if this wasn't Will Smith, they would have been escorted off. If this was that, you know, 20 something, which is the son of my acting coach, if this, if this was him that did that, he would have been totally thrown out, completely, totally thrown out. Yeah. Now, if, if he was to win an Oscar, I'm not sure, you know, there's a lot of structure that goes into figuring out who's going to win. If they would have just said, you know, to be announced another time and skip it. I don't know. Maybe they would, maybe they would still have awarded it under review. Who knows, but it's time to clean it up. The music awards, you can't watch it with your kids. And now we have the Oscars that nobody feels that you can watch it with your kids. So why, why is it on TV? Because you can't have a music award where they're licking each other's butts in one, you know, display of a song, but the next moment they're giving a Disney film an award for their music. Like you can't do that. Yeah. It's, it is a, it, it is really a weird twist. And, and yeah, it's just, it doesn't make sense, but things have to be a bit more fan friendly. And you know what? I'll just give a little advice to Will Smith. that He'll never listen to this show, but man, yeah. when, when Mel Gibson is making a face where he's shocked at what you've just done, you know, you went way too far. There's your sign. <laughs> There's your sign. When Mel Gibson is shot. Yeah. You, you took a step too far, brother. But, uh, but, you know, I've got a, a thing I've, I've looked up and I, I was like, is this the worst thing that ever happened at the Oscars? What was it a handful of years ago? A guy called out the wrong movie and then they had to back people up and get other people back on stage because they gave the Oscar away to the wrong mm-hmm. movie. I understand that. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the first time that ever happened either. Will Rogers was hosting the sixth Academy Awards in 1934. I looked this up and uh, he actually, he was looking at the, the, paper and said all right come on up and get it frank to the best director award but this was kind of embarrassing because two guys were nominated were both named frank they both came up there and the one guy frank capra for lady for a day and frank lloyd from cavalcade so capra was on stage by the time he realized it was actually frank lloyd who won the oscar and he said that man that was the longest walk back to his seat long he said quote the longest crawl in history and wow. in 1974, talking about somebody showing their ass, this was the 46th Oscars, and the sto- the show was stolen by this guy by the name of Robert Opal. You're like, who is that? You know, like, it's not like an actor I know. What well, was it? He was a photographer and a gay rights activist who appeared on stage just prior to the announcing of the best picture. But beyond the, the surprise was... Um, uh, he was a naked man running across the stage. <laughs> streaking. I mean, this is the seventies. This guy streaked across stage. And, uh, it also you know, came kind of like Hollywood folklore at that point. So, um, yeah, the guy became a little bit of a celebrity overnight himself and got an art gallery set up for him in San Francisco. So maybe you slap Chris rock, you'll get your own boxing studio set up for you. Will Smith. And, I mean, this, <laughs> this guy got an art studio for streaking. I don't know. You know what Chris Rock did do? So he just announced he has set up a tour. It's called Chris Rock Ego Death World Tour. 
sorry, Chris Rock Ego Death World Tour 2022. So you talk about, you know, things that they can do. Here's, you know, taking lemons and making lemonade. He's going on tour. Yeah, that's awesome. And the memes from this whole thing, it's just been golden. I've loved these things. And uh, I, I can't wait to hear what uh, Bill Burr and uh, Dave Chappelle have to say on their next comedy special. You know, I wonder, I'm going to look that up. I'm wondering if uh, Dave Chappelle has released any type of commentary statement, how, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, and to the point that we were talking about with, you know, being abusive or, or being violent under the bylaws of the Academy, I, I looked it up real quick. It says here, and they released this one day ago. So I'm not too sure if this is truly bylaws or possibly they amended bylaws or, or whatever it actually was, because I've never read through a copy of them, but it says the code states the Academy is categorically opposed to any form of abuse, harassment, or discrimination, and stipulates that it is no place quote, for people who abuse their status, power, influence in a matter that violates standards of decency. Could that mean that he's kicked out of the academy? Could be. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. So then would he be stripped of all of his awards? Uh, at that point, he probably would, wouldn't he? He's got to be pooping a brick right now. You know, I would love to have been a fly on the wall the next morning. When his publicist, his agent, and his manager all showed up at his house, be like, "Will, what the f?" <laughs> I think he. I think his phone started blowing up before he accepted the award that was handed to him ten minutes later. I think. I think that's the tears, the waterworks that were happening. I don't think this is a self-revelation of, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that." When he was accepting his award, like what, like literally, like ten minutes after he walked up and slapped the man. I think his phone was blowing up and, you know, cause everybody's watching that he has, you know, his publicist and his management, he's got everybody watching every move they make, everything they say. He could have just waited until the show was over and it's like had a little talk backstage. That's all it took. Like, listen, apologize to her. That's all I'm asking. You know, I mean, that's all he had to do. That's it. That's all. That's exactly right. That's all he had to do. I mean, rumors are that many a fight breaks out at the parties, the after parties, we get liquored up and drugged up and fight. I mean, I don't know if this was more embarrassing or the year that they had James Franco and Anna Hathaway. <laughs> that was that was the year like that killed the Oscars. Nobody wanted to watch it. Like that. No. <laughs> and uh, have we seen James Franco since? Has he been in much? That's probably been a handful of things. No, you know what? I I don't know if it was him, but there was an actor that is popping up in my brain right now. And he had taken a family leave time because he had something going on in his family. I don't think it was Franco. I'm going to type it. Where is James Franco? Let's see now. Yeah, let's see what the Googles. Dr. Google says... Oh, he has sexual misconduct allegations. Um, so this was 2021. So December, just, you know, a couple of months ago, that's probably why he's quiet. Somebody's saying he touched him in the wrong spots or something. We have and tell everybody, sorry, it'll be, in a, it'll be in a new movie in about 2023. So yeah. Because yeah. I know he's good friends, but um, 
Um, what's what's the other guy's name? The other Rogan, not Joe Rogan, but the comedian uh, and uh, all the. I don't know. Oh, uh, who's the comedian? Not, not Joe Rogan. But, uh, Here, let's see. Dave Chappelle on Will Smith. So he did say something. Um, all right, but let's figure out who Rogan is. Seth Rogan. Seth oh, Rogan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't know why that was drawn a blank on. I've seen like ten of those guys' movies. Um. But yeah, he's he's fans, you know, he's friends with all those guys and that run in that circle. And I know they did a comedy roast of James Franco a few years back. That was kind mm-hmm. of funny, but um, but uh it, you know, it was okay. But yeah, what did uh, um Chappelle have to say? Okay, so I found this on complex.com and it's saying um okay, so here he is quoted. All right, let me back up because he's talking about, he's referencing 9-11 and Ja Rule. Okay, all right. So his response prompted fans to circle back on an old joke from Dave Chappelle, who about 20 years ago commented on Ja Rule's reaction to 9-11. Quote, I remember right around September 11th, Ja Rule was on MTV, they said, and we got Ja Rule on the phone Let's see what what Ja thoughts are on this tragedy. Quote, who gives a F-bomb about what Jerul thinks at a time like this N-word? This is ridiculous. I don't want to dance. I scared to death. So he's kind of referencing back. Now I'm trying to see where in the world is he saying directly he's kind of putting the two together in defense of comedy in defense of he has no right. Um, but it's not exactly clear as to what he's saying directly, because like I said, he's referencing back to nine 11 and, you know, apparently just saying, what does it matter what you think? This was a tragedy. This shouldn't have happened. Um, it really seems like all comedians in the comedy circuit are just like, it, dude, it was a really, really mild joke. You can't set a precedent that you can just walk up and assault somebody because you don't like the words that they're saying. Yeah. Can you imagine like one of the, one of my favorite Oscar moments? I didn't even watch that year, but I keep seeing the video of Ricky Gervais just ripping everybody. It's in the crowd. And then they're, when they're cringing, he's like, remember folks, these are jokes. Is it for people at home, not you? <laughs> like, like, yeah, remind them. But it was, but, you know, he, he really, uh, and he ripped into quite a few of them, Tom Hanks, and especially Leonardo DiCaprio. Because he said, by the time the night's over, his date's going to be too young, too old. Because he dates such young women, you know? Right, right. And by the time the night's over, which she's too old for him to date. So hope she enjoys her evening. <laughs> like, nice. But, <laughs> you know. I, we should look up the best Oscars roasts. I I want to know the one-liner. I'm going to type that in. Best Oscars roasts one-liners <laughs> and see what it comes up with because that's exactly right. You know, that goes along the line of, okay, so the next MTV roast, like, are people going to be assaulting each other? You, the co- a comedian is the host. What do you think they're going to do? Yeah, you know, and you know, one thing, just kind of jump back to the Will Smith thing before we kind of, uh, I have sure. another question for you. As you know, he won, he won the Oscar for like 
King Richard and gave that speech about love. And everybody, after watching him do that, stands up and applauds him, which I thought was kind of hypocritical anyway. But, you know, he won that for representing, like you said, the Williams family. Yeah. Could you see Richard Williams doing that? No. 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 I mean, for whatever people think of the Venus sisters and, and their careers, and, you know, sometimes they get a little hot-headed on the court. Their father has been there right beside them, behind them the whole time cheering them on, training them, making them better people, better athletes. And uh, it just seems like somebody would have a little bit more class than what that guy showed that represented him on camera, which the irony of it all. Right. I be, is this going to be a topic uh, on any of your shows this weekend on the Caffeinated Cooper show? No, I don't think this is going to be a topic uh, this weekend. You know, it, so in... In looking up the roasts, I found a website, and I really want to talk about this for a second. I found a website, it's thecut.com. And like you said, you didn't watch the Oscars. I didn't watch the Oscars. I've only seen the aftermath of it. Um, so there's a couple of jokes here in the opening monologue that are way harsher than anything Chris said. And here's one by Amy Schumer. Leonardo DiCaprio, what can I even say about him? Schumer said while discussing Don't Look Up. He's done so much to fight climate change and leave behind a cleaner, greener planet for his girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could have gotten upset about that, right? Like you're yeah, calling him out for being a player. <laughs> yeah, the, and, and, the, and the irony there is everywhere he goes, he has a private jet. So he's jetting around, he never drives. So he leaves a bigger carbon footprint going everywhere to talk about climate change, which mm -hmm. is kind of funny. People have ripped him for that too. But yeah. You know, for the younger girlfriends and uh, you know, Amy Schumer, I mean, she's, she's a, a biting comedian, no doubt. And if you haven't seen, don't look up, that was a good movie. It's on Netflix. There's another one. So this one's called Regina Hall being horny as hell. <laughs> Hall was having a splendid evening, giving spontaneous COVID tests and announcing that she's very single. She called up actors Bradley Cooper, Tyler Perry, and uh, a few of them, I don't even know, I can't pronounce their names, so I'm not going to butcher it, and Will Smith, for their respective exams, saying, I'm just going to swab the back of your mouths with my tongue. You know, I mean, <laughs> so there's jokes flying all over the place. I, I don't know. But no, no, Cyrus, this is not going to be a topic. I think you know, how much longer can this go on? I was actually thinking yesterday and I thought, oh goodness, you know, maybe we should have recorded this the day before, you know, right the, the day right after the Oscars. Um, because I figured that this would have just fizzled out, like totally been over chatted by now, you know, and it's not, it keeps it's going. It's the leading thing trending on Twitter. Like nobody cares about Ukraine all of a sudden. But, you know, as bad as that situation is, everybody's still talking about this. But uh, yeah, so what, what's, on the, what's on the show this weekend? You have some guests coming up? Um, well, actually, this begins spring break. So we don't have too big of a show, but I believe we're going to do a news segment this weekend. And, you know, I'm always sourcing good news. So, you know, it, it catches our eyeballs, doesn't it? You have that saying of what bleeds leads. And you taught me that saying. And then they started saying it all over, you know, the news media. So they're watching you, Cyrus. They're taking notes and they're using uh -oh. all the little catchphrases. Um, but, I, you know, I don't do any of that. So I look for good, positive news. It, it could be, you know, like one of them was a little girl that planted a garden and she's the youngest um, uh, certified 
green thumb, but it's, it's not called a green thumb. It's just not coming to me at the moment in the entire United States. And she's recognized and she's like, you know, an agricultural person now. So, you know, some cool news, technology news. Um, we talk about financial report and things like that. That's coming this weekend. And then I actually have a really cool dude that I am interviewing on Friday night. And he goes by the name of Green Greg, but it's Greg Allison. And Greg Allison, I'm going to look him up right now just so that I can read a little bit. He is basically a space engineer for NASA. But what he does is he has a podcast on YouTube and he's been on YouTube for quite a while. He's a prepper. He's going to tell us oh, all okay. about um, having, you know, that effective small garden, like a square foot gardening technique to where you can section out a very small area in um, one foot squares. So square foot gardening, you know, and each one of them holds a different a vegetable and it's a full plate, a full household's worth of vegetables in very, very small space. He does some of that, some seed saving, but truly prepping for if anything catastrophic would ever happen, uh, bio warfare, nuclear warfare, whatever, he's teaching people what to do within a realistic manner. Like this guy isn't somebody that lives in a bubble, you know, with sheeting yeah. taped up to his walls and covering the windows. There are people out there that do that. And, you know, if you feel better doing that, go do it. Right. But yeah. So green Greg is going to be on at 9 PM Eastern and that'll broadcast live on Facebook under um, Cooper studios or Elizabeth Cooper on Facebook. And it's open to the public. Everybody can watch. And also on YouTube, if you search the caffeinated Cooper show channel, um, it is live there. And then in post-production, it goes out to the networks. So then it's a um, Amazon prime video. You just search the caffeinated Cooper show. It's also distributed by binge networks TV. So if you have their app, you can get it anywhere. And then it goes to iTunes. It goes to Roku. It goes to Samsung. It goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, so that's what we have for this weekend. And then it's spring break. So we're actually going to do a staycation and try to find some fun things to do because there's yucky weather on the Florida panhandle. So we're not going to the beach this year. Well, that sucks. But, you know, you can find some good things to do at home. Uh, everyone, when you go to the YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe for our channel. Uh, this will be a really good show to watch. And I'm going to kind of throw this out there because... Uh, this week, not only uh, President Macron of France, but Joe Biden here in America mentioned just off the cuff that people should be prepared for some food shortages. OK, thanks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it pays to be self-sufficient, have a small garden. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. The good thing I like about your show is it's interactive. People can type questions or comments and share them on screen. Or we can ask the guest questions, which is which is always a good thing. So, um, yeah, what's the? I think one of the questions I'll probably ask. I'll, I'll be watching. And the best way to purify water, if your water system were to go out for a week in your town or whatever, if there's um, you know power outages, I have a river close by. How to? How, you know, I'm not gonna drink river water, but right. what's the best way to purify it? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I'm going to, you know, make sure that that is um, definitely brought into the broadcast when you ask that question. Um, you know, I have a life straw for hiking 
So I know you can, you know, it has like a little carbon filter in it and it just works like a syringe and it's oh. called a life straw. Uh, and then they sell like life straw. Um, it almost looks like a camping shower bag, but it, you know, it's, it's for a much larger, but I'm curious if, does he use something like that? Or does he use really, truly, if you have nothing to where you're boiling the water and then using um, the, um, you know, the steam, the, the collected Oh my God. You know what I'm talking about, Cyrus? Yeah. The word is the, the <laughs> condensate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I know with the gardening stuff. So here's a little tip and I'm going to learn so much from him, but this is just something that I've known. My father used to own the tomato seed company. So he was, we didn't live on a farm. We lived like really in a very Metro type town but we had tons and tons of tomato plants because he used to uh, cultivate all the heirloom tomatoes and he'd have all these wonderful heirloom seeds that were just becoming extinct around the world. Um, so it was kind of a, a cool little side company that he had. But anyway, when you buy plants at a nursery, they have growth inhibitors within the soil of that plant. Yeah. So if you're to like, let's say you want to plant cantaloupe, go to the grocery store, buy a cantaloupe, then save the seeds on your own because you're going to get five times the production out of that plant versus going to a nursery to buy a cantaloupe, you know, plant that's already started and put it in the ground. You're only going to get just a little bit of production out of that. But your seeds that don't have, um, you know, the plants that are started that don't have the growth inhibitors in them. Yeah. They're going to go absolutely wild. So I do do that. And I just dry the seeds and put them in my refrigerator and they'll keep in a refrigerator for years. Huh. Okay. Well, that's really cool. I know during the pandemic, one of the, a lot of people wanted to have their own gardens at that point. And uh, I remember it made such news. One of the governors in the country um, actually roped off uh, in places like Lowe's and Home Depot. She was picking what goods people could buy and what goods they couldn't. And she roped off all the home gardening stuff. So people could even grow their own gardens. She prohibited them from doing that during the pandemic. So, that's yeah. Awful. Some of these people have done such, that's a whole nother show, right? Some of these oh, yeah. people have done such crazy things. And it makes me question, where do they get their logic from? Yeah, they've, they've overstepped their bounds of authority. And they have no logic. But I will say one thing for the folks that are listening. I appreciate everybody that tunes into the Gonzo Chronicles. Make sure you listen to Elizabeth Cooper's show. And I appreciate you, Elizabeth, for coming back on. And for my eight listeners in India, my four listeners in Russia, my three in Mexico, and two in Australia, and two in Italy. I see you. I see you. Where's all my Canadian friends at? No one's listening up in Canada. <laughs> um, they will be. They will be. But, but yeah, don't, don't think it. I, I look at my stats. I look at the overview. I see, I mean, most everybody's here in the States, but I see the handful from, I had no idea my podcast was heard like that far away. That's the beauty of these podcasts. You know, I was doing a search a couple of months ago. It was right when the press release about international syndication came out at the end of 2021. And um, I was on IMDb just updating the show. And there's a section on IMDb for publications. And you get to post all your links of where have you been um, within a publication somewhere. So mm -hmm. I just did a regular bullion search on Google, right? Oh my gosh. I had no idea. The Brazilians 
love the caffeinated Cooper show. That's uh, awesome. The uh, out in Amsterdam been written up in Dutch. And I'm like, well, I don't know what it says, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should look up some, uh, some companies in Brazil to talk about one of the shows. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, um, but no, I will uh, I look forward to that doing, doing that on Saturday. Um, so anyway, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Elizabeth, do you have any parting shots? Any what? Any parting shots? Parting shots? What's a in I don't know, like any any any, any last minute things? Like any, <laughs> Sorry, I have never heard that before. Any, any bad joke you want to tell about me? You want to make fun of my haircut? Um, say something terrible uh, about my mama. I've got thick skin. I'm not going to slap it. <laughs> parting jokes no you know that's a terrible thing when i'm on the spot and it's like tell me a joke i go uh <laughs> um now, you know, the- i guess the the only joke that i can really think of no matter what is going to be the joke that my son went to church and we were going to a catholic church at the time and he was three years old okay so even though he spoke pretty clearly for a three-year-old you still have to have a close relationship with a three-year-old to really understand what they were saying so i had to translate this joke but he used to carry a joke book around and he swore upside down and backwards that he was going to be a comedian at three and so he goes to the priest after mass and he said can i tell you a joke and father said yes and he said if you're uh, Indian in the kitchen and you're British in the living room, what are you in the bathroom? And father said, huh, I don't know. He said, European. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the priest appreciated that. <laughs> I'm totally sure. He did. He did. He was a younger guy, so he was he was not like stuffy or anything. He did. He thought it was funny. All so right, so all you, my joke of the day. All you folks listen, I want some I want some urination jokes. You got my email. You know where I'm at on Facebook. Share some pee jokes with me. <laughs> keep it keep it somewhat clean because my niece might be reading this. But anyway, <laughs> hey, thanks again, Elizabeth. Appreciate you stopping by, and uh, thanks again, everybody else, for listening to another episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. I'll be back soon with some. I'm sure some garbage I'm spewing. So take care, everyone. Bye now. Thank you.